Are you curious about the unknown, the unexplainable? Do you find yourself intrigued by the mysterious and paranormal side of our world? Join us on an adventure into the world of inexplicable discoveries and investigations that may someday give us a final answer as to what may be behind the veil of reality. Then it's time to turn your pods up because we're live to tape from the mountains of West Virginia. It's time once again for Let's Find Out with co-host Diego. The universe is waiting for you. <laughs> Live to tape from the mountains of West Virginia. Welcome to another episode of Let's Find Out with co-host Diego. Thank you for taking this journey with me. On this episode of Let's Find Out, from musician and director Dustin Grammer comes Steeds Ridge, a fun mockumentary found footage style movie about Bigfoot and Bigfoot witnesses, now available on DVD and also streaming on ZMPVOD.com. I got a sneak peek of this the other day. Is a very fun watch. I highly recommend it. Please welcome to Let's Find Out a new friend to the show, director Dustin Grammer. Dustin, my friend, welcome to Let's Find Out. Hey, thank you for inviting me on, man. I've, I've been really excited about this. Hey, me too. And, you know, I did get a sneak peek of the film the other day. We could talk about that later. So before we get into the new movie, Steeds Rich, and there's definitely a backstory to this because just like anything, just like this podcast, we have a history of interest. You are a musician. You and I share the same love of hard rock and heavy metal. And then somehow, by you being a musician, it evolved into an opportunity. This opportunity created itself into Steed's Ridge. So when well, let's go back, let's go back in time. When did the interest in this Bigfoot start with you? The um the interest with Bigfoot and supernatural and paranormal stuff goes all the way back really to when I was in elementary school and it really stemmed from I remember being very young and I think it was Pepsi and Doritos done like a universal monster style um had like the classic monsters you know Dracula Frankenstein the mummy and they had like some promotions I can remember sitting with my great-grandmother and looking at those, you know, the little games on the the snacks there and thinking that that looked really cool. But in elementary school, our library, so, you know, I had that as a foundation. And going into elementary school in the library, they had a lot of the Universal Monsters books like The Wolfman and Dracula. And then they also had uh, books on Bigfoot and the Loch Ness Monster and that sort of thing. So... I think that was the initial foundation behind the, the interest in those sort of things. It was similar with me because I think, you know, we've been talking for the last couple of weeks and I told you about the library book in my elementary school. And I've said the story a few times, but it's always fun to, to say it because I don't even know what the book is called, but I know the cover. They cover three main subjects. Those three main subjects were UFO, Bigfoot, and I'm going to say it's I can remember the cover is either the Bermuda Triangle or the Loch Ness Monster. And then from there, they just kind of opened the whole world to me. Yeah, you're you're in the same boat I am. I, I cannot, and I've Googled and I've searched, and I cannot find that book. Um, I don't know what it was about those elementary school libraries back then, but I, I doubt that they have books like that at this day and time. 
No, I think those are classic books. And it's interesting enough, I tried Googling the same thing. I could not find it. No matter how much I um, put in the search, nothing came up. But so then we're moving on. We're getting older. And when did you start being a musician? And how did being a musician get you eventually years down the road to make this movie? Yeah, I um, I took up an interest in the guitar when I was probably about 15 years old. And um, me and my best friend, we used to hang out a lot. And he, he had a little more of a base knowledge about it. And he had drawn me down some chord charts to learn off of. And I just started practicing, man. And we just, we'd sit in his room. We'd listen to Guns N' Roses and Van Halen. And I would just hear those guys play and think, man, like, how do they do that? How is that possible? I Man, it'd be cool to be like those guys. So I just, you know, like me and you had talked, the more and more I delved into it, I started finding people like, you know, Paul Gilbert and Malmsteen and George Lynch and all those guys. And that was my musical foundation was trying to emulate uh, the 80s shred guys. You not share a common interest with Malmsteen and Paul Gilbert because, you know, they're two of my favorite guitar players. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those are probably for sure in my top three or five yeah as a musician because i recall the conversation that we had that you started making were you making instrumentals for for other folks in their projects how did that come about i was just um i'd started making instrumentals just for fun i um got a few little recording software things and just started making instrumentals just i was going through a challenging time um I'd had a newborn at home and I was trying to get uh, a license out of the way. I was taking a very difficult license test exam to get a, a license in wastewater treatment. And, you know, actually I had failed at it and my job was on the line and I'd been in this, you know, working for this company for 10 years and I was like really stressed out. So one night I just sat down, I'm like, I'm going to record this instrumental to show that I can actually accomplish some, you know, I don't know. It was proven to myself something that I could, I could succeed. I could, you know, I wasn't going to let it beat me down and I wasn't going to give up. So then you brought that passion with you also into filmmaking. So everything ties together. How did you come in contact with Zoom, zombie media and what was it that gave you the idea for Seeds Ridge? How did that all come together? Yeah, I started, so I made a, a few instrumentals and I wanted, you know, I just set goals, you know, I would just set goals for myself. So I'm like, okay, what, you know, what can I do with these? What can I do with this music? You know, where can I go with it? And I said, I'm going to set myself a goal of landing a musical track in someone's film. So at this time, you know, I'd gotten really big into getting on the prime, Amazon prime and uh, I'd been finding all these movies to stream, you know, some of them were Thomas Markham's, you know, zombie media. They were his movies, some other guys. And I, I started going through like the credits on the movies and finding names and emailing, just, you know, shotgun and emails. Like I just copy and paste, send it to 20 of these directors, producers, whoever, and say, hey, I'm Dustin Grammer. I have this music. I wasn't asking for money or anything. It was just for my own you know, my own self to set the goal to get music on a movie so I could say, 
my music's been in a movie so Thomas just so happened to be one of the guys who actually answered me back and gave me the time of day and that was five years ago probably I think 2018 or so and he gave me some tips and pointers on how he did you know where he got his music from he was very friendly uh, and in the meantime I never landed a any music on a track and you know on a on a film anywhere so i just started making my own videos at the house with some editing software uh mostly just like what i was calling saturday morning coffee jams i would just drink a cup of coffee go sit on my porch and play a little jam for a little while and then from there i started making videos uh some of them were kind of comedy you know i'd get with my best friend or either do them myself and we get together and just make funny videos. So as I continued to do that, my editing skills were getting better. And um, I'd reach back out to a few, you know, I'd gotten better at editing my music as well. So I'd, I'd reach back out another year to try to get music added to, you know, a film or something. And then in the midst of doing that, you know, I was like, man, why don't I just make my own film? Yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah. Um, figured I'd give it a shot anyway, and here we are. I actually made it and completed it, and now it's there. <laughs> well, speaking of that, because this is not a normal Bigfoot movie. Now, of course, we all love Bigfoot, but this is a little more of a uh, a comedic look into that. It's not meant to be um, taken too seriously, but it, I mean, it's. It does have a lot of laughs in it. Yeah, it's it's not supposed to be really taken serious at all. And I was trying to thread the fine line there of not offending, you know, people in the Bigfoot community because I'm actually a fan. You know what I mean? Like, right. I'm, I'm definitely not making fun of anyone because um, I've watched all their I listen to podcasts and watch the movies. But it's just in my nature. Um even if I tried to be serious, somehow I ended up leaning into the comedy side of it. And it's not like, I wouldn't think of it as like a hardcore straight comedy because it did have some serious moments. Mm -hmm. But the, the undertones of humor were there. And that, that streamed back to uh, some of the reels I had made uh, with my friend. You know, we did UFO sightings and Bigfoot sightings and we played these redneck characters you know put on wigs and i just adapted that character eugene from our reels and put him into the movie yeah and you know some of those uh i was watching them at night i think it's better to watch these kind of things at night for some reason oh uh, yeah very entertaining now with this being your first film what kind of challenges did you encounter while making these this film uh, having to send Thomas a whole lot of messages <laughs> <laughs> right? and hoping I wasn't bothering him uh, over at Zombie Media. Um, my challenges were having to, there was a like, okay, so I edited it. I, I did a lot of video, well, all the video with the phone. So I should have turned it horizontal. So when I went to set the ratio back for full screen you know it, it looks like a phone camera video it doesn't go full screen so luckily i caught that mistake early on enough 
that it wasn't too hard for me to edit and correct that. Then there were, you know, just little steps along the way. You have to, when you're including other people, you know, which I, I kept it to a small, close-knit group of friends and family. Uh, I was very selective of who I chose to help with the project, but even, you know, in any time when you're dealing with grown adults, man, people are busy right now, and it's just coordinating and getting in touch and getting, you know, getting the, uh, the material together and then organizing it all. Now, with the subject of Bigfoot, have you had any any experience with that as far as encounters or anything outside of that as well? Because there seems to be where when people make films or documentaries about this subject, they've had prior experiences with it. Do you, have you had any sort of experience with Bigfoot or paranormal? Yeah, I was, uh, was just thinking about that before I called into the show. I have actually never had a Bigfoot experience. Uh, never saw Bigfoot, but as far as paranormal goes, I could think of a couple times when I've had, um, unexplained, you know, paranormal phenomena start to happen to me. Like I stated earlier, you know, I work in wastewater treatment, so I work in an old plant and for about two and a half years, I worked the night shift, um, and at times I was alone. Most of the time there were two of us there, but we'd split up to get the work done. And there were times where I would just, to stay awake or occupy time, I'd go for a walk through the plant. Well, so there's an old part of the plant that doesn't get used anymore, which happens to have, uh, the building is numbered building 13 of all, you know, of all things. So uh, everybody just, it's kind of spooky when you go over there by it. So not just already having that in my head, but sometimes I'd walk between there and one of the other buildings and I'd smell like a strong smell of cigar smoke, not cigarette smoke, but cigars. It's very strong. So I uh, had a pretty bright flashlight and I would just search the area because I would think, man, someone's in this plant. Where are they at? And, you know, we just kind of spotlight the area. Well, never, never would see anybody. And it happened numerous times. Well, the, uh, there was a woman who came in to, uh, operate a certain part of the plant early in the morning. And sometimes I'd go by and drink coffee and we'd talk. Well, I'd never mentioned smelling cigar smoke, never to anyone. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to sound like crazy. Now I don't care. You know, that's another thing. I'm at the age where I am crazy. So let's just get it out there. Uh, you would have but, both. But at this time, I was trying to be professional. We're in there just chit-chatting or whatever. And she said, you know, she was talking about old guys that had worked there in the past, their habits, funny stories, things they'd done. She said, there's an old man, and I wish I could remember his name. He's died since then he's passed away she said but he used to sit out on the steps of building 13 and smoke a cigar every day on his break and i you know i kind of looked at her and i was like you've got to be kidding me you know i was like well can i tell you something and <laughs> you not think i'm too crazy yeah sure go ahead i said well sometimes when i walk past there at night i smell cigar smoke so that would be one thing, you know, one story I had, and then I have a had a couple of other incidents. 
uh, not at the plant, but other places in life where things have happened. And would that did um, do you ever have a history of that before that, or is this something that happened when it started at the plant? Uh, let's see. No, um, one of the other times I could think of happened before we were, um, the church I went to had built a brand new, you know, like facility, like a building for events. You know, we played volleyball and it had, uh, play, do play production, stuff like that. So we had a Valentine's day event coming up and the building wasn't complete yet. And I worked for the construction company that was working on the building, which I was, I was maybe 18, 19. So I wasn't like a skilled laborer. I was just kind of like given a job, you know, the boss, me and the boss's son were friends and we'd work together and his dad would give us stuff to do. So on this particular day, it was a rainy day. The boss man uh, had sent us up there to clean the building, you know, upstairs. He was like, I want y'all to go upstairs where the classrooms are and uh, sweep and clean up because the people from the church are going to come through this evening and we want to show them our progress and we want it to look good, you know, that sort of thing. So uh, we go up there and we go to sweeping for a minute and picking up pieces of two by four or whatever. Well, I grab one of the two by fours because we're always goofing off and getting in trouble, you know. And I go to take a piece of the two by four and I hit the rail, the railing that's, you know, kind of over the, the lower level. And it chimes like a bell, like, and I kind of get in the rhythm, which I know this isn't appropriate because it was in a church, but we're like, that sounds like ACDC, you know, Hell's Bells. So I'm chiming away <laughs> with the two by four and the other guy, he starts to do the guitar riff with his mouth. And at this time, we hear, the okay, so there's stairs going up to where we're at, and there's a door that's shut, just to paint the picture. So um, when we're doing this, then we hear somebody start to come up the steps, like boots, boom, 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 like coming up where he's like, oh, crap, it's dad. <laughs> so we grab the brooms, and we go to start sweeping, trying to clean up again, and the door never opens. And, you know, we're like, well, that's pretty strange. So we finally, we go open the door because we think this dude's going to be, who is the boss, the owner of the company? We're thinking he's heard the whole, like he's hanging out behind the door listening to see what we're going to do. And we're probably about to get chewed out. Well, we open the door and no one's there. <clears throat> so we kind of freak out and we run down the stairs and we, we search. First, we look in the parking lot where our truck is. Yes. And it, it had, like I said earlier, it had rained, so the it was not a paved road. It was kind of like gravel and mud. So whoever came up those stairs is not in a vehicle because only our tracks come in. Only our truck is here. So we're like, okay, well, no one has pulled in in a truck and left. So we go in through the entire building, bathroom stalls, closets, cabinets, uh, electrical rooms, anything we can look in because we just cannot explain what happened. And we're just not willing to believe like a ghost just came up on us because we're in the church building, you know, like ringing a bell or whatever, or what sounded like a bell. And I may, you know, may would have dismissed the whole incident if 
two people, you know, the other guy didn't hear the same thing and we both panicked. That's a couple of the things that, uh, I guess you could say we're paranormal, but, but no Bigfoot stories. No, that's fine because, you know, paranormal stories are great as well. For the fans of Let's Find Out, could you give us a, like a, a real quick, without spoilers or ruining the movie, of what the movie is about, what the storyline is? I kind of did the movie from the angle of like a found footage that an investigative team was sent down to Steeds Ridge, Alabama, which is a fictional town, you know, I made up. And, I, you know, it opens with the narration and how the film has been restored, mostly restored. So it's kind of like an investigative team from a, like a government agency that's never named comes to find out what's going on in Steeds Ridge. And they come to town and meet this guy named Eugene who apparently you know, he has access to some land where most of these sightings happen and they come in and it's from the angle of them trying to get him to take him out to this spot and he's very reluctant. So in the meantime, they just interview other witnesses and Eugene just like, you know, they can't tell if he's lying or he's just afraid to go. Well, I appreciate you. Tell us a little bit about that without giving too much away. And I know we also going to get into a couple more things, but I know we promised some of the folks some rock and roll talk. So let me, um, before we go, let's get into it. Let's make some people upset. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. I will answer too. And okay. I guess you and I, you and I can be unpopular together. Is that good? That's good. Are these, these bugs in the background being too loud for the audio? I'm trying to like walk around somewhere where it's not so loud. No, no, that's fine. It actually, it, it's, it's perfect for what we're talking about. So that's fine. Okay, Don't worry about good. the bugs. <laughs> So let's go down this route. All right, let's go. And, uh, we're still going to be friends. I don't know about the rest of the folks. You like rock, heavy metal and stuff. So do I. Are you a fan of the band Kiss? Yes, a huge fan of the band Kiss. All right. You and I, let's let's stay friends here. We talk Ace Freely or Vinnie Vincent? Oh, man. Okay. Vinnie Vincent is good. Man, he, he was maybe one of the best shredders. I like him and Bruce. Him and Bruce uh, Kulik are great, great shredders. But, man, Ace just has, like, this cool appeal to him. And I don't know why, but, I mean, he's, ori he's original. He helped build the foundation. So, uh, technic, a guitar technic technicality and prowess, I have to give that to Vinny. But, ultimately, for Kiss, I have to go with Ace. I'm going with Vinny Vincent. Let me, t <laughs> let me tell you why. His contributions to some of the songs are fantastic, but the downside to Vinnie Vincent when he went solo, he can't pick a cigarette worth of crap. Oh, uh, yeah. That kills a lot of people's careers. Yeah, yeah I've, I've, I've seen that often that they say he actually saved Kiss in the 80s. No. Er, early 80s. Yeah, especially in the album Lick It Up. I know you were on a lot of those tracks. Oh, so, yeah. Black Sabbath, all right? Okay. I'm not a super huge fan of Black Sabbath. I know it's it's a sin to say that as a metalhead. Um, Ozzy or Ronnie James Dio? Man, I'm going to have to go the same route here with Ozzy and being in the foundation, even though I do 
like Ronnie James Dio, but you know, I liked a lot of his solo work. So I had to, I'm going to go with Ozzy on this one. As far as the solo stuff from Dio, tremendous. I preferred Black Sabbath, Ronnie James Dio. You prefer I think Black Ronnie Sa- makes any band. Yeah, I prefer Dio and Black Sabbath. I think Dio makes any band better, especially when he played with, uh, with Rainbow, with uh, Richie Blackmore. Oh, yeah. And then we're going to circle back to Ozzy. Um, we're going to finish with this part with the Ozzy. So there's three guitar players to choose from. I'm only going to choose two. Zach Wilde or Jakey e. Lee? You're going to kick me off your show. <laughs> uh, no, Jake e. Lee not at all. I might, get can- I'm, I might get canceled. <laughs> Jake E. Lee for me, man. Uh, Bark at the Moon. Well, you and uh, I are Zach in agreement. Wild is, yeah, Zach Wild's good, but he's not one of my favorites. No, he's not Jakey e. Lee good. He's great, but he's not Jakey e. Lee great. Right, right. No, Jakey e. Lee was awesome. You know, I'm going to stop right there and not do any more because I have a feeling that this one's going to be a little bit of a hot topic with a lot of folks, especially with the Vinny and Ace thing. But before we go... And you and I, we can always talk about music any time of the day, 24-7. Steed's Ridge, I know it's available on streaming with the ZMPVOD.com. And it's also available on DVD. For those who can't stream, how do they get a copy of the DVD? Okay, so yeah, I do have to say that I am, with Steed's Ridge being distributed by Zombie Media, and sometimes if you're Googling it, you have to look for Zombie Media Publishing, and that is Thomas Markham, who is uh, in charge of that. And he picked me up and uh, let me send my movie into him. He's done a lot of work with it. But uh, you can watch it on, like you said, his uh, ZMP video on demand. But if you can't stream, uh, I know he has some DVDs. I don't know if they're on his site. I know he's got them on eBay. And I myself actually have a few DVDs, which I'm just now, I've never been in sales. I'm, I'm a terrible salesman, and I'm trying to get all that set up. So if you can't find anything through him, which he's the distributor, I can be found just Dustin Grammer on Facebook. Facebook's my primary. I'm, I'm on TikTok with moonlight monster media and instagram it's dustin grammar and i have a you know i'm trying to set up my own moonlight monster media page for my upcoming movies and uh but zombie media is going to be the distributor there so most most things could be purchased through that excellent and uh, i really appreciate you taking the time of your data spend with us here and let's find out with the co-host diego and Real quick, you spoke about other movies coming out. I know you just released this one. What is the um, what is going on inside your head as far as what will be coming up? Uh, what I'm working on now, I'm starting to film some scenes. I'm kind of waiting for fall to really hit here pretty heavy, so I get some you know autumn scenery, fall, and I, I need to get access to maybe an abandoned house or two. But I'm going like a full. My goal is to go with a full gauntlet of paranormal, man. I'm going to try to go through. I'll revisit Bigfoot, uh, some ghosts, 
maybe some Black Panther sightings. You know, we have those around Alabama. Uh, just any bizarre paranormal UFO type sightings. I'm just going to try to put all that together and I'm probably not going to play a character. I may just be myself interviewing people in this one. I'm not going to say it wouldn't be any comedy involved. I'm not sure how that's going to turn out because I think a lot of people had fun with the comedy and they kind of want to visit that again. So I'm going to try to focus it on the state of Alabama again. Um, and it'll just be a generic, you know, running the gauntlet on the horror and paranormal next project. It all sounds great, and once you release your next film, either when you film it in the fall, maybe release it next year, if you can come back and talk about it here on Let's Find Out with co-host Diego, that'd be awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, if you'll have me back. I, I thought I was one more strike away from uh, getting banned forever on answering music opinions incorrectly. <laughs> no, I no. I could do that all day. The next time I'll have some more. It's just one of those they popped in my head. So you know what? I, I gotta pick your brain. You're a metal guy, I'm a metal guy. And then um we go from there. But Dustin, thank you again for being on Let's Find Out with Co-host Diego. And uh please come back next year. We'll talk some more. Yes, sir. Yeah, thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. This has been another excellent episode of Let's Find Out with Co-host Diego. Please check us out on all our social media pages, our YouTube channel, and we're also on Rumble. Thank you for taking this journey with me. Until next time, my friends. Thank you for listening to Let's Find Out with co-host Diego. We're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Pocket Casts, and on Anchor. For more information about Let's Find Out with co-host Diego, please visit us on facebook.com forward slash co-host Diego, on Twitter at co-host underscore Diego, and on Instagram as co-host Diego. Copyright co-host Diego. All content for Let's Find Out is the property of co-host Diego and is served directly from our servers with no modification, redirects, or rehosting. All celebrity impersonators are paid performers. The impersonated celebrities do not endorse or promote any views or opinions expressed by our guests, co-host Diego, or Let's Find Out. The information shared on Let's Find Out is provided on an as-is basis with no guarantees of completeness, accuracy, usefulness, or timeliness.